guys. So happy to have you back on the Daytime Talks with ICM. I hope you're all doing well. And I actually have a very important question for you. Have you ever felt as if your voice doesn't matter? How many times have you felt unheard when it comes to problems at the university? What if I tell you there is a way to change that? Ladies and gentlemen, today we'll talk about the general council at uni and more in particular, the participation council. And we're gonna also explore some job opportunities at TUAS that uh, they offer for students, of course. And I have with me Colin today. Hi. You all know Colin, right? I, I, I <laughs> maybe, I don't know, I, I'd assume some might have uh, met me before. Yep, that's why I actually, you know, decided to not mention your surname because you're just Colin. I am just Colin. Colin, Colin who's everywhere. But yeah, so stay tuned because he will actually share a lot of cool stuff with us today. But first, let's start with introduction. Yes. Uh, hi, I am Colin, who is everywhere apparently. No, I, I am Colin Fighter. Uh, I am a second year ICM student from Germany. And yeah, there's a couple things I, I do in and around the university that I thought would be interesting sharing because I also think it is quite relevant to ICM students. and. Yeah, I, I listen to podcasts too, and I've listened to this one before, you know, I can I can recommend the, the episode with Rob, uh, if you guys haven't listened to that one yet, <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed it, uh, yeah, so I'm very much happy to be here. Okay, uh, I have two questions for you. Yes. First, what are the things you participate in within mm -hmm. the university, mm -hmm. and more importantly, actually, how did you end up being everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> That's something I also ask myself uh, sometimes. Uh, so I think that the, the second question is, is easier to explain. I think when I started at this university, it was really important for me not only to study. Obviously, I, I like what we study in ICM and I enjoy the course, but I also wanted to get engaged with the university and with any extracurriculars within the university because I think there's a nice nice scope of things that happen here and I let's see uh, what was the timeline here I was voted to be class representative and then got in contact with one or two people and saw a couple job listings and then to get into what I do now I currently work in the marketing department at uh, the Hague University um, the international marketing department I started that uh, about a year ago plus minus and then from that on, I started doing a little bit more here and there. Through that, I also met some people. And then starting in August of this year, I became a member of the ICM social uh, ICM student system team. Mm -hmm. All right, so the people that the first years and some of the second years might have seen running around and organizing things and, yeah, seeing all of our messages in the group chats. I hope we don't annoy you guys. Uh, so that's one thing I do. And then the other thing is on the general council. That's something I was elected to. So so the participation councils that we have here to us. Perfect. But uh, don't you get tired? Like, where, did, where do you find this motivation to actually do uh, <laughs> everything? Like, to be severely proactive? Um, yeah, I, I think, especially in this semester, a lot of it has come from me deciding to stay here rather than going on exchange. Uh, that was a decision I took deliberatively to say, you know, I'll stay at the university and I'll do some things here and um, 
you know, get a little active and where I get the energy from. Well, that's, that's something I also ask myself often. But, you know, I, I enjoy what I do. It's not like I am working a job or, or doing activities that I hate doing, but I actually really, really, really like doing. And I also see certain progress in my own progress and how I, how I develop, but also in like progress and in, in how, you know, the university or the scope of something that I try improving becomes better. So I think that gives always a very nice energy. And, and obviously I might be working, but I also do other things in my spare time. But, uh, yeah, what do you do in your spare time? What do I do in my spare time? Ooh, I How much spare time actually you have left after uh, thirty minutes a day? Thirty minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I think a little bit comes up now and then. Um, I what do I do? I I cook a lot. I I do a lot of cooking. I, I nice. I, I spend then a lot of time cleaning my kitchen again. So that is something I spend a lot of my time on. And during that, I then listen to a lot of music. But um. Yeah, I'd say cooking is a lot. I do bouldering. Have you ever tried out bouldering? It's like the mm, rock climbing no. without ropes. I've wanted to, but I uh, haven't. Fun. Nice. It's a nice way to kind of turn off your brain. And if you have a fear of heights, you know, it's a nice way to kind of battle that. So. Nice. I love heights, so I've always like considered it, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. It's actually something on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. But uh, I completely get you. Like, um, I think since uh, high school, actually, for me, I mean, because... I think it's a safe guess for me to say that I'm also a proactive person, uh, given the fact that uh, I have the podcast, I uh, have another extracurricular activities I do outside of the classes. So I kind of understand you. Uh, but for me, like, I- I've been like this since high school, you know. And when I graduated, I actually told myself, like, I promised myself, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to university. I'm not going to do anything. I didn't mm-hmm. survive. Like, uh, it took me exactly weeks in and I actually became a class representative and then I joined yeah. the Marcom team oh yeah yeah that's, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing I also did yeah. yeah I honestly I see the exact same thing that you you just described in me in school I spent a lot of time doing things outside of school I was mm-hmm. I was the theater kid Oh, you're the teacher kid. I think that <laughs> might explain a little bit uh, about me I was the hardcore theater kid at school mm. nice yeah, and then I came here, and the same thing happened to me. And one one day to another, you're suddenly involved in fifteen different things. Yeah, I don't even know how it happens, to be honest. Like, no. uh, even since high school, you know, I, I'd love to joke back then. You know, when someone asks who wants to do this, I'd be like, ah, I can do it. You know, and I cannot even stop it. I was like, mm-hmm. with my hand up or starting doing things like, you know, like the student council in high school, yeah. like member of different clubs. You know, like yeah. spending all of your time there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I completely uh, get you, but it's very interesting to actually see your point of view and uh, like your experiences. Mm-hmm. But uh, since we're here to talk about the job opportunities yes. in uh, the university and also um, moving forward, then we're going to discuss uh, the council, of course. But let's start with the question about the job opportunities mm-hmm. and how ICM students can find job opportunities within the university. Mm-hmm. And what are the most suitable ones? Like, can you give examples for this as well? I, I, I can. Well, I think job opportunities in and around the university are everywhere. I think a lot of students aren't as aware of the things going on around university because partially it's also not as public. And that's something that I'm working on with, with some people on the council to fix, to make the whole information for students a lot more available because that's really important. But 
you know, um, we as ICM students hold a really, really interesting position within the university because we're the only ones that really do something communications marketing wise, right? We're the only real course. Obviously, there's business, mm -hmm. which looks into business. They also have slightly marketing aspects, but very, very slight, right? Mm -hmm. There's European studies who might also have some, but they also go in a different direction a little bit. But I think we at ICM have these these skills that are already taught to us in the first year and these things that we already look out for because we are also interested in this topic that make us so versatile within the university. So you could, for example, go and do research and talk about the research you do in a centers of expertise that we have at the university or you could do, go to a research group or you could even, I know a lot of associations in and around the universities or teams or groups are always looking for students to take care of their social media pages or whatever you know there's there's so many opportunities where i think our versatile skills really help um and where to find these well that that is tricky i always say check the intranet um but i know things aren't easy to find on that page so it's uh, it's difficult but i can promise you proactivity is always the one thing that will get you somewhere and if you see something that you're interested in send them an email that's what yeah. i would say I think for me in the first year, uh, mainly I learned about things from the ECS courses, mm. you know, because lecturers would actually post uh, different job openings and uh, opportunities you can do and so on and so forth. And I feel like this could also be a start now, like uh, yeah. to, to start in some place and then progressively just Definitely. find about more and more things. Definitely. The moment you get yourself involved in one thing that isn't only course specific, but also overarching over the university you end up meeting so many people that are doing cool projects and I honestly I keep meeting people and I keep wanting to start something and um, realize I have no more time so I, I really really push my the people in my circle and the people I meet with an ICM to go out and do things because they really should yeah I mean apart from the fact that it's actually good for your CV you know that too but it's just the experience you know yeah. um, even these days, for because right now I'm actually applying for internships, right? Mm -hmm. And I put everything on my CV, you know, but it's so weird to see it as an experience for work, like you know? Like the listing, yeah. Yeah, because like usually when I join things, I don't mm. think about this, you know? Like, mm. I go there because I like it, and then I actually forget sometimes to put it. 100%. Like, most of the things I did in high school, um, I actually forgot to put them. Uh, when I was, for example, applying for like summer internships and stuff like that before I started university, I just forgot about everything, yeah. you know. And uh, even in high school, you know, when I was talking with people around, they're like, yeah, you should do that. You know, it's good for the CV, but it's not the main thing, you know. Yeah. And then I'm there like forgetting to put everything I've done. But yeah. uh, it's just the experience that's nice. Yes. Yeah, I, I can only, I mean, I, I sometimes look at my own CV and I'm like, oh, I forgot I did that, you know. That's so cool. I, I also had some times before I, I started, oh, I, I finished school in 2020 and I started studying mm -hmm. 2022. Mm -hmm. So I had these like two and a half years of gap year where obviously COVID was a thing, but yeah. um, I also spent a lot of time working in different fields. And sometimes I look back at like photo memories and I'm like, oh mm -hmm. God, you know, I was there. Mm -hmm. And I did that for like three months or six months. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. I uh, actually yesterday had uh, some type of, I don't know, like uh, flashback, because uh, in the summer I actually had an internship back mm -hmm. home, and uh, I was literally I was doing the same thing I do everywhere, like looking at the social media page, you know, like taking mm -hmm. care of the content and so on and so forth. 
And uh, I remember I was, you know, like also part of the product management uh, in the company, you know, and we discussed like a specific product that would be released like now in November or something. Mm. And uh, yesterday I literally saw it that they published it, you know, like um, and uh, everything like fully developed, you know, like the project I've been part of. But I literally forget I've done that, you know, yeah. like it was what, three months ago, but I'm still there like, hmm, oh, yeah, this was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually so happy about it yeah. to see like my ideas uh, and uh, the work of the people there, you know, like just really turned cool. into reality. It is really nice. It I is very yeah. nice. I, I, I worked at a vineyard for four months, three, four months in Germany. And basically the wines that I helped plant and, and grow and so on, uh, those wines are coming out now. Mm-hmm. So now I, I kind of look back and I'm like, oh, I don't want to try that. <laughs> I want to see if I if I yeah, messed yeah. up or something. But yeah, yeah, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know that we can talk a lot about uh, the best experiences and so on and so forth. I think we could sit here for two hours and oh, talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but today's topic is mainly about the yeah. cancer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so can you share with me what exactly it is and what its function? Okay. So let me give a bit of backstory to this council work. In the Netherlands, there is a law that universities are um, mandated to have their students be a part of decision making. Mm-hmm. So these councils that exist, uh, they are by law, ha- they have to be involved by law uh, in, in decision making and have certain decision rights and certain information rights. And they're allowed to give advice. So the way it is structured here uh, to us is that we have seven faculties. You know, we, for example, ICM mm-hmm. is in management and organization. And within each faculty, you have, let's say, five courses, as we have in, in MNO, we have five courses. And on the course level, you have a DPAC, a degree program committee. On this DPAC, you have two teachers, two or three teachers, and two or three students. And they decide and talk to each other about any decisions that have to be made program specific. And then if you go one level up, you have the faculty councils. And the faculty councils discuss anything and everything that has to do with um, faculty-wide things. Let's say if there's a new track that's being introduced in that faculty or some programs want to work together or if there's something that, you know, they they want to further. Um, And these faculties and these these committees always work in, in in like a very political format in that there's a chair there's a vice chair there's a secretary and so on and there on the faculty level you'd have i think it's it's 10 students and also 10 staff members who are elected that's always really important for all of these levels the people are always elected right so um you can like for example we are allowed to vote for our own DPAC for the faculty council and then there's the general council and that's one representative of or two from each faculty of the university, both staff and student, and mm-hmm. that's where I am currently uh, um, working or you know being part of. And I represent MNO mm-hmm. as sole representation for the students, and I basically represent the interest of MNO students when it comes to university-wide matters. So when it comes to larger-scale things like. Uh, security policies or policies containing, uh, you know, certain regulations for students and stuff like that. And this is basically that not only are we given forms and and documents, but we also um, can put in our own requests 
So for example, right now I am working on an event to increase uh, knowledge about these participation councils and I can I can request certain certain allowances uh, to do that. So that is the format of it. And for each of these things, there are elections. These elections always okay. happen in May, May or June. Okay. And your term always goes for two years. And uh, how do you get elected for it? Like and what is the election process generally? So the election process is quite simple if you have been at this university already for one year or, or longer uh, you will have seen that in around April May June I think it's around end of April or May you get the first email from the registry from the from the um, people that run the elections the election registry that uh, elections are coming up and certain positions within your DPAC within your faculty council or even within the general council might be free and then you can put yourself up for election. You can, there's a little form, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a website, and then you get a link to that website and you can sign yourself up for those elections. And um, basically what happens then is at some point the registry closes the space for people to sign up to be elected. Well, and then you can start with your election campaign. And that is up to the, up to the, the beholder how he, wants to, he or she wants to do that. You know, I decided to make a poster and hang it around the MNO department and I decided to make a little video on Instagram and post that, you know, just to talk about what I want to do, what I, what I plan on doing and so on. So that is the election process. And then the elections are held online and there's a time span of, I think, one and a half weeks where people can vote. Okay. Um, and then after this, the election results are formally announced and uh, you go off and do your thing and hopefully you were elected. How, how many votes you need to have? Like what percentage of the vote you um, need to be in your behalf so you can actually enter it? So there's no specific percentage you have to have but it's practically, let's say, for each level of, of, of participation there are certain seats available mm -hmm. and each seat can only be held for uh, two years. So if suddenly on the faculty council, five students have been there for two years and they all go back, then in the next elections, the people that have, uh, that, that have been elected and the ones with the, with, the, with the most votes, the first five, let's say mm -hmm. 10 people you know, put themselves up for mm -hmm. election and the people that in the top five, they are automatically allowed into the okay. faculty council. So it's always the person with the most votes. Okay, I see. And for example, when you get your seat in uh, in the mm -hmm. council, y you stay there like for two years. You don't have to, for example, reapply for it the next year. You oh. just stay for two years. You stay for two years. Um, if let's say you were to stay at this university for even longer, you could put yourself up for re-election. Mm -hmm. You can do that uh, after two years. Um, well, question is if that's well, that's. Up to your own decision yeah, if you yeah. want to do that. Obviously, for us, it doesn't apply because we would be done in three years. So yeah, fair I'm enough. Gonna, yeah. Well, uh, keeping like the topic for the elections, because you shared with me that the vote rating was very low yes. in the past uh, elections. And yes. in your opinion, like when it comes to this like vote rating, which I think you told me was like 5.9%, yeah. uh, what are the possible reasons for this? Okay. Why people do not vote? So we have to differentiate here also in uh, voter turnout. When I say 5.9%, it is only within the students. The student mm -hmm. and staff elections are separate. So yeah. the staff only vote for the staff, the students only vote for the students. Makes sense. And obviously, right. <laughs> um, and within the student elections, there was a voter turnout of 5.9%. Mm -hmm. 
which is nothing. If you think about the fact that we have 26,000 students um, at the university, that is a couple thousand that maybe were voted, if even. I'm not that great at maths, um, but yeah. something like that. Um, so really, a really, really small number. Uh, for me, this is a question I've asked myself a couple of times when I saw the election results, why this happened. This is also something that within the student delegation of the General Council we have discussed oftentimes. And I think the conclusion we have come to is that the visibility of these participation councils is not at the level that it should be. And it should be at a higher level because the influence we actually can have on decision making and policies and rules and initiatives within the university is 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 so so large. There's so many possibilities, and so I think a lot of students just pure, plainly don't know about it. Right? It's not a thing that's ingrained within the culture of neither the Dutch or the international students, um, and that's really a shame. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I think uh, when it's like the period for voting, yeah. I think you get like an email yeah. uh, on your student email, and uh, I I ignored it. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I, I just ignored it because um, I didn't know what it is. I don't know why I should vote, and I was like, okay, I don't know what it is. I better not vote about things I'm not very well aware of, you know, because I don't know. Mm. It's just like I don't want to give my vote for something I don't know. Mm. And uh, I think uh, that was like not very good. I mean, yes, I didn't vote, but well, now, y- now you said it like because hmm. purely people don't know why, you know, like, yeah. and uh, this is what I want to ask you next, like why people should be interested mm. in voting. Well, I think it's, it's very interesting what you also say is that you didn't want to vote because you really didn't, didn't know what you were voting for or who you were voting for. Uh, it's It's really hard to get the message across over what we do because partially it's it's such big themes that uh, are really really relevant to the university and i know for example one of my my friends shauna i don't know if you've met her she's also a student assistant but she's currently the chair of the faculty council of mno um and we were also talking about what they're what they're doing there and they really have the power to decide uh, rules, let's say, even if it comes to, le- you know, let's talk about ICM, let's talk about ICM specific things. Let's say there is a certain part of the course structure that you don't like or uh, certain things that you think need changing. If there is enough support within the student movement and you can discuss this, um, there's always room to, to have these initiatives and to discuss these initiatives. And on a larger scope, like the General Council, it is so important for students to know this because we are in direct contact with the president of the university, uh, so with the, with the executive board, as they're called, mm-hmm. there's three people on that board, and they are the ones that do all the decision making mm-hmm. when it comes to, let's say, budget for the university, when it comes to policies, large policies, educational policies, mm-hmm. educational visions you know, where we want this university to go, where we want to leave it uh, for the people in five years. That's what they basically, you know, decide, and, and, and that's where we also come in. So not only are you shaping your education, but you're also shaping the education of the people that might be there in five years. And I think that's that's something really, really important. Okay, yeah. so uh, let's say that someone has an inquiry, someone has a complaint, mm-hmm. for example. 
what what's the process like who they have to refer to do mm-hmm. they fill in a, a form or they just talk mm-hmm. with someone they send an email like what's the process how can you get in touch with someone from there so you can actually discuss so the members of each council are openly available on the SharePoint they're they're posted there so everyone can mm-hmm. see um, who is their representative on each council and then regarding your issue you then have to decide okay is this something that is specific for my course is this an issue that I think is relevant for my faculty or for the university as a whole and then you can go and you can I, I, I know a lot of the student members are always very open to talking to any and every student that have mm-hmm. concerns and you can reach out to them per email and say look this is my concern can we maybe talk about this um, I will emphasize though that it is important to make sure that this is uh, an issue that you don't only see but is also seen uh, with with many students right mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's that's obvious but I, I really want to emphasize that you really have to think critically about your own issues and think you know is this something that is really worth changing or worth bringing up right um, Right now, we were discussing security policies within the universities because there have been some cases in the last months of people entering the university that weren't necessarily students, um, and that is obviously a, a safety, you know, concern mm-hmm. to students here yeah. and staff members alike, and that is something that we have to discuss. You know, if we want to change something, and that is something that is a university-wide issue, right? But if it's something concerning ICM or something concerning the MNO faculty, let's say a certain direction that or a certain educational part that we want to see more implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then you should actually go to the cancer. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. But I always say, you know, contact, go ahead. I think people are always really, I mean, for me at least, I'm really, really happy when someone proactively comes to me and is like, mm-hmm. hey, have you heard of this? Or do you know that this is happening? Mm-hmm. I always love, love hearing that because I, you know, only have so many friends and contacts and people that uh, I can reach out for and I'm always really really happy when someone new comes to me and is like hey can I talk to you about this mm-hmm. I think I'm also an open enough person <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to I'm, I, I think I'm quite approachable at least I try yeah uh, based on my first impressions a little bit <laughs> I would say so like to back up you know like your statement <laughs> okay um, well tell me about activities like recent or upcoming that's like where students can actually join you know Mm -hmm. like so i i imagine some of you might be listening to this and thinking ah he's being kind of vague about what they do on the council and i (laughs) i know um it is sometimes hard because we're not publicly allowed to talk about everything all the time but there is an event coming up where we will make an actual plan and tell you in precise what it is we are doing and that is on the 1st of November, 1st of, November, 1st of December, uh, 1st of December at 5 o'clock, 30, there is an event happening called Town Hall. And the Town Hall is something that I and some other students on the General Council have brought to life as a place for any student to come from the university and listen to us talk a little bit about what we do uh, in a presentational form and then afterwards there's a little discussion and drinks round where students could come and we can actually have that discussion so that is something that we are hosting um, I will be hanging up some posters actually today for that nice. so uh, please sign up 
uh, we, we really need you to sign up for that and sadly you cannot fully show up unannounced because okay. we need to plan a little bit so but you need to sign up, need to sign up uh, but I will be hanging up those posters <laughs> okay so uh, to everyone listening to the episode on 1st of December at 5 o'clock and I can also promise if you can't make it to the 1st of December or if the sign ups are already full mm-hmm. um, there will be more we are definitely yeah. planning on making this a reoccurring thing Okay, perfect, perfect. Oh, well, um, you can also find uh, more information about it in the description of uh, the episode. Yes. So, uh, in case you need to put it in your calendars and uh, remember the date, 1st of December, your friends, 5 o'clock, send to your friends, everything. And, um, yeah, uh, I think that that was it for me. Thanks so much for being here today. No problem at all. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I of course. Very happy to be here. It's, uh, it's a very nice thing that we have going on. Yeah, I believe this episode was actually backed with useful information and it was very interesting. You know, like this is what a, one of the episodes you, you listen, you know, it's, um, and you're like, okay, now, now I have the need to be proactive, you know, like mm. I want to do something, you know, mm. because in the podcast we have those like more leisure episodes, for example, the Halloween episode where you just like share stories, you know, like you listen to the podcast when you just want to chill when you do something you know mm-hmm. but like this is more informative episode and mm-hmm. i think it's um a very nice way to motivate more students to actually be more engaged yeah with uh what's happening in the university yeah, yeah so yeah. and there is always a lot happening that's one thing i can emphasize there's always a lot happening yeah uh, especially uh, given the fact that the university is so big and mm. And this is only one of so our campuses. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have we have you know the the Delft campus and there's a sports campus. I mean, I've yeah, it's just one campus. I've only been to the sports campus, and obviously this one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's crazy. You know? Yeah. Well, I would say that's a wrap, though. Cool. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and as always, I wish you an amazing day, and see you very very soon. Bye.